Good morning. It is Monday. I believe it's the 28th today. Um, this is actually my favorite week of the year because I'm just a little bit weird and I love, love, love this week. But um, it's banned book week and we've been celebrating it for years here in our homeschool. We uh, actually seek out banned books to read, not just during this week. I mean, I read banned books all throughout the year, but especially during this week, I make it a point to take the kids to the library. And Henderson has done an amazing uh, display the last couple years. I've checked them out, as well as the Ashtabula Library, too. But um, Henderson has this really cool display and they leave out all the books throughout, you know, history that have been banned in certain areas and they say why and where it's been banned. So you get a little bit of history as well. If you go there and check out their displays, um, this week is a yearly event and it celebrates pretty much your freedom to read. And it does spotlight current and historical attempts to censor books in libraries and schools, which again, for schools, I don't worry because I homeschool. So we purposely do read banned books here. There was actually, I had posted yesterday like a top 100 most banned books from the last decade, basically. And funny enough, on that list of 100, uh, three of them, right off the bat, I could see we had already read. And Tango Makes Three, it's about two daddy penguins raising a little baby penguin at a zoo, and it's based off a true story. The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, because that one was, um, I mean, I'll get more into each book and stuff and what themes they were worried about. But basically that was like vulgar language and distrust in the police. And Goose, the Goosebumps series, this like blew my freaking mind. The Goosebumps series by R.L. Stein. Do all of us remember like bookmobiles and book fairs in elementary school? I'm aging myself here. But R.L. Stein and Goosebumps, like some of those are probably the first books some of us remember, remember reading when we were little. I mean, that's not my first book I remember reading. I used to read these um, value tales or value time books like Helen Keller and um, uh, God, I'm trying to remember because that was one of the first ones I remember reading. And I loved the story of Helen Keller. It was like, you know, the value of perseverance or whatever. And it would be all about her life story and the value of, you know, um, I don't know. They'd have different values, honesty, you know, and it might be like a story about you know, George Washington, but there was all these historical figures with the values. And I actually looked them up. I'm going off on a tangent here, but like, they're like 200 some dollars on Amazon. Like I love them, but not that much. I'm going to have to hit our local libraries and see if they can get those books brought in because I loved reading them growing up anyways. So there was, so I was looking up like the most challenged books in the U S you know, this great country that, you know, we like our first amendment, right. You know, freedom of speech and, you know, we shouldn't have anything banned. We should have all this access to all this material, but they do, they do. And a lot of them are Bible Belt. You can all hate me now that I'm bringing up religion, but it literally is many. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying like, you know, Southern states, Texas, you know, Mississippi, Arkansas, I think South Carolina was one I read, Tennessee, like they love to ban books based off their religious feelings and like what they don't like that it promotes. So a lot of times they're challenged because they're sexually explicit which, again, you know, it's we live in a time where people still do purity pledges like we're living hundreds of years ago, teaching girls their virginity belongs to their daddies and then their husbands. Poor girls can't even enjoy sex when they get married. There's plenty of stories to read about online on girls that grew up in really religious places that were taught that, you know, it was a shameful, dirty thing. And they give it to their husband and then they just don't enjoy, they aren't a lot, they're supposed to magically enjoy it on their wedding night and they can't. So that whole culture is really cringy for a number of reasons. Um, 
But I can also see why if you're wanting to control your children, you don't want them to be exposed to any sexually explicit material. You don't want them to know that, especially girls more than boys, that they can own their sexuality. They can experience their sexuality in a way that they see fit. Like I could see where people are like, don't, don't, don't read that book to them. We don't want them to know that they can get pleasure from their bodies. It's dirty and shameful. So, and that just goes along with masturbation too, to be honest, because some people do grow up in a house where they just don't talk about that stuff. And I get like where people are like, it's age appropriate. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not going to talk to my, you know, toddler about sex, but I am going to talk to my eight and 12 year old, whatever age they come to me and have questions about that. I am going to talk to them about it. And how wonderful for parents that can't speak that frankly to their kids that there's books about it. So again, I just don't understand banning things for being sexually explicit. Uh, what else is there? Oh, unsuited to an age group. That's my favorite. Like where people say this just isn't suitable material for an age group. I mean, I read books to my kids, all sorts of books. Yes, I can understand where, you know, maybe I'm not reading The Handmaid's Tale to my 8 and 11 year old yet. Because, you know, government sanctioned rape and forced breeding are kind of some really wi wild topics. Although... Not too wild when you consider the next Supreme Court justice has this ties this religious group where men are the heads of the household and, you know, definitely a pro-lifer and which is forced breeding. So, I mean, I might be reading that in the next few years to them. Like that might be for me a junior high book reading versus maybe some other people feel it's a high school or college book reading. Like I don't, you know, so I guess when I say age, like, I mean, I don't think a five-year-old is going to grasp those things, at least not my children at that age. Maybe yours does. But again, there's definitely Animal Farm. Like, I own a lot of these banned books that I plan on reading to my kids when I feel that it's time to read them to them. Or they or they want an interest. If they pick it up and say, hey, I want to read this, then it is time. So, yeah, that whole age group thing, it's interesting because we just don't really... We have never have kept to reading things or watching things that are age-appropriate. I mean, my four-year-old used to love watching Cujo, which I thought was weird, but he enjoyed it at four. Didn't have nightmares, was fine with it. Again, I think it's just more based off your kid and what they're interested in. So I just, I don't understand the whole, only six-year-olds can read this book. Only eight-year-olds can read this. And they do. I mean, they actually do have letters or whatever at the library. Like, this is for an e-reading group or this is good for young adults. I remember reading to Evan all the uh, Greek mythology, what is it, Percy Jackson series. He was like literally five and six years old. And they were considered young adult books which I'm guessing are like teens, late teens, whatever, you know, 12 to 18 or something. And uh, he was reading about five and six and loving them and following the story and understanding it. So again, I just always think that's odd to, there's actually an article I'd posted years ago about why you should read classics to young children and not wait till they're again, high school age or college age, like read these books to them where they're young so they can have an appreciation for them. I mean, I did read the Hobbit to them and they hated it, but uh, I read it. So some books that disrespect authority and maybe live not according to, you know, societal norms or social rules. And I personally think it has to do with government control. And, you know, some parents agree they want that control. But I mean, think about it. Like Catcher in the Rye, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. You know, if you want to keep rebellion at bay, censoring books that celebrate it is a way to go. Um, you know, I know like Adventures of Huckleberry Finn was because of racism. They use a lot of racial slurs. And to be honest, I remember reading Tom Sawyer to them and kind of like afraid to go to the next step and read Huckleberry Finn because I'm like, do I not say those words? Do I say N word throughout? And, you know, 
he does say Indian instead of Indian. Like there's just some, and it's funny because like literally I won't even still say, you know, I'm like, oh, the N word. Um, I actually did a lot of different reading on it. And some parents were like, no, you should say these words because yes, it's supposed to be shocking. And I, I, I don't know. I'm still like, I'm in the air. I just, I haven't touched that book yet, which is funny. But if they ever ex express an interest, you know, maybe they could read it on their own. I don't know. Like me reading it out loud, I'd feel weird saying certain words out loud. So I realize it sounds like I'm censoring a book as I'm saying it, but I think, you know, that's just something I have to work on on my own end. And that's the only book that, you know, certain rate is sometimes I'm trying to think if I've ever read racial slurs in a book that have said them. I don't know if any of them have come across other than, like I said, Huckleberry Finn is just so much in it that I, I don't know. There's books that promote anarchism, communism, socialism. Like uh, they use George Orwell's 1984. Like that's been banned for those reasons, like political reasons. And again, you know, just disrespecting authority. I mean, hell, Handmaid's Tale is all about disrespecting this religious right authority that's forcing, you know, the government sanctioned rape and breeding of women and fighting back against it. You know, and to ban a book, like, I just think, well, that's more for, I think, the sexually explicit themes and rape, but it does happen. You know, there are absolutely countries that have, like, basically done the forced breeding and lock women up for having miscarriages, for Christ's sakes. And they've actually done it in this, the United States. I always love when people act like they're so, like, oh, women have all the rights in the world. There are literally, like, I don't know, over 700 cases I read of women that different judges or doctors, usually a doctor suspects it's like a weird miscarriage and they tried to like abort at home and they'll like, you know, send them, you know, call the police. And then these women get arrested and serve time in jail while they have to like fight a case that no, I wasn't trying to do a home abortion. Maybe some of them were, but again, it should be a legal medical procedure. But if you want to force women to do that, this will happen. We'll see the numbers increase in droves if they ever flip Roe v. Wade over, over. But so it's funny that, you know, these books, they're like, no, we want everybody just to listen to authority without question question and i'm like didn't we have nuremberg trials basically for like you know all those horrible war crimes in world war ii because people just listen to authority like fucking give us books that teach us how to fight against a wrong authority because it happens everywhere across the world so i think that's comical that people don't like you know if you disrespect authority and don't live to our societal norms we don't want you to read that book i mean usually those people i guess are cowards i don't know a big one that I've noticed in the last decade, because, you know, they do these great, like, decades and why they're banned. And in the last few years, a common theme on the majority of books were all lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, queer, like, all that whole LGBTQI, like, issues. All, anything that hints at anything being gay, or I'm going to air quote different, you know, from what usually it's a religious reason, but they're like, you know, anything that has homosexual themes, they don't want that. So that's been the majority of books. And I just think that's odd that like in the current climate we live where many families have two moms or two dads and hell, there's polyamory families out there too, um, that you don't have representation in the media. I remember watching Glee with the kids and I was telling them how it's so important to have representation that growing up, you know, there were very few shows, me personally growing up, that was like all centered on all black families. There definitely wasn't anybody gay until I want to say, I remember there was an episode where Roseanne Barr kissed a woman and then I think Ellen coming out in the 90s. And that was like big deal. And how great it is that, you know, 20, 30 years later, people can have shows that are representing, no, this person's gay, this person's, you know, bisexual, and it should be normalized. It's not shoving it down your throats. It's just saying these people fucking exist. You know, like, I exist. 
the neighbor down the street exists and they should be represented appropriately. Like, I don't understand why that's so hard for people to grasp. I don't mind people doing it. I don't want to shove down my throat. I also find it hypocritical that a lot of men will watch porn with two women, but then like, you know, God forbid they don't look a certain way for them pleasing to the eyes that they don't want to see two women maybe looking more butch, kissing and having children on a TV show. I don't know. And I'm just using butch because I'm just making a point that it's like, okay, if they have long hair and long fingernails, which every lesbian knows you do not have long fingernails on at least two of your fingers, but whatever. So when I actually read in Tango Makes Three, that's that was about two dad penguins that people literally were trying to ban this book about two dad penguins raising a baby penguin. I read it to my kids and like after we read it, they were like, I wish I had two dads. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing all this work over here for you. Yes, I get two dads sounds very fun. You know, I was all like offended because, you know, they just, I know that Mark is definitely the more fun parent out of us. So having two of him sounds very fun than the mom that feeds you tofu and, you know, wants to make sure that you're learning every day. I get it. You know, daddy goes on the old bike rides. I take him for walks. I go skating. I swear kids always overlook the fun things that moms do. They do. But that was the only comment they had. It wasn't weird for them. They just grew up reading these kind of stories. They're like, oh, that's cool. So, uh, Harry Potter, which cracks me up, has been, I think Tennessee was one of the states I saw that, for religious reasons, because it promotes witchcraft and the occult. I just thought that was hysterical. I mean, I'm guessing these people are the ones that have harvest parties and don't celebrate Halloween. You ever been to a, I've been to a harvest party or two. I mean, it's. My kids fucking love, like, gore. They watch kill counts from Dead Meat on YouTube all the time. Like, I just, I don't know. I think it's funny. I, I, I mean, I shouldn't say I think it's funny. People have their reasons for their beliefs. I understand that. But to try to, like, say you can't read Harry Potter and I think the book should be taken out of the library is insane. Like, just don't have your kids read them. You want to be that authoritative parent and control what your kids do and say? That's cool. Do we all do that to some degree? Of course, we all to some degree. You're like, I'm making sure my kid takes his medicine. But for my kids, it's all about informed consent. Like I'm telling them, you have to take this medicine because of this. If you choose, sometimes they don't. Okay, miss your allergy med. Oh, now your eyes are itching today. Okay, that's because you didn't take your allergy med last night. So kind of like if you just explain things to them and sometimes they suffer some consequences, then they're like, okay, I, I do. Give me my allergy med. I feel like kids are like that across the board. But again, some people are really like, I don't want them to know about other things. I'm on the opposite end where I want my kids to know about everything. Because I want them to be well-informed and well-educated. So just to go through a few other books, and I'll give the last name of the author, like Brave New World by Huxley, Of Mice and Men, Steinbeck, To Kill a Mockingbird, Lee, Catcher in the Rye, Salinger, The Color Purple, Alice Walker. That's a great, great book. Handmaid's Tale, Atwood. You know, those are a few books that I, I am going to read to my kids, you know, as they get a little older. Knowledge is power. Banning books is kind of violating your First Amendment because, you know, your right to receive and express ideas. Um, you know, banned books often deal with realistic subject matter. You know, young people can see a character going through something they're going through, like grief, divorce, sexual assault, bullying, prejudice their sexual identity. So it makes it a more powerful reading experience and helps readers to sort through all these issues, especially if their parents or community or school system refuses to address these issues. So they can escape into a book and say, oh my God, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going through. And 
I mean, they just had this, you know, huge Me Too movement the last few years where people were talking about how common sexual assaults are, how common unwanted touching is by relatives, by clergymen, by all, you know, and there's just some places, especially if it's clergy that are doing it, that who are you going to tell? Who are you going to talk to? So banning a book that talks about priests assaulting children, I don't think is the way to go because they're always wanting to like, it's like they always want to like adjust the victim's side and not adjust the perpetrator side of things. You know, I see that ever, all day long. Let's, let's dress, girls dress modestly so you won't get attacked. Let them attack the immodest girls is what they're saying, but they don't say that part out loud. You know, they don't address like, hey, boys, girls can walk naked through the street. Doesn't mean you can start touching them and groping them and yelling at them. Like, like teach that part. But literally, I've heard people be like, it's just easier to tell the girls to cover up. It's just easier to, you know, have people be quiet about things that are upsetting for others instead of like shoving books down our throats to show us, hey, this happens. Read this. Become educated. So it's just, I don't understand the whole banning of books. I just don't. It's weird to me. So I'm going to go over the few that we've read in our homeschool. I told you we read and Tango Makes Three. And it was banned because of homosexual themes with the two dad penguins raising a baby penguin. The book was great, illustrated beautifully. The kids loved it. Literally, the only comment was just, I wish I had two dads because it sounded so fun. And I know two dad couples and they do. They do. They are fun. I see at least what they're posting online. It seems very fun. You know, I don't think I, I'm trying to think if I know any... I know moms, but no, I don't know any two mom couples. I know a lot of women couples, but I don't think any of them have kids. I'm trying to think of the people I know and if they have any kids yet. Um, the Hate You Give, we read by Angie Thomas. And I'm very proud that Evan said this was his favorite book. We were going through our favorite books that we've read. And uh, Max had picked out On the Come Up, which was about a female young lady rapper. And that was by Angie Thomas. So it got to explore themes of just sexism and racism. You know, what it's like to be a young black woman. And Max picked that book out. Evan at first had picked out, um, oh, what was the one that was made into a movie that, like, I love, I love. The guy I work with, Dave, loves that movie too. What the hell's it called? I'm literally blanking right now, folks. But I feel like I need to put this on pause because I'll spend another minute trying. Hey, Max! What was the movie about the video game kid that we like, that Evan likes? The video game that had all the 80s references in it. The guy died and he was trying to, like, win the video game thing. He was, like, his avatar in it. was, like, tall, blue, skinny guy. No, no, it wasn't Avatar, though. Like, his, like when he went into the world, he was a school kid. And he lived up in, like, Columbus and, like, the stacks. And they were trying to find him. And, like, they had I, the IO guys or IO six, the Sixers. movie ready player one i got it man that was rough that was a rough minute ready player one evan liked that book and then when he heard max pick on the come up he went oh no i like the other book she wrote and he was like the hate you give so that which was a banned book and i was just my heart went pitter patter that he picked a banned book so the reason they banned that was inappropriate language and distrust of the police Lord of the Flies we read a couple years ago. I want to say Max was like five years old or six when we read Lord of the Flies. And it was for foul language, bullying, and violence. I mean, if you've never seen the movie or read the book, I'm just going to tell you right now, a kid dies in it. 
is not the first time that we've unfortunately watched a movie or read a book about a kid dying. Sometimes I forget. We did wear the red fern groves a while back, and not only do the dogs die in the end. I'm sorry, I'm ruining all these books if you've never read them. Still fucking read them, but, uh, you know, and then a kid dies. Forgot about that. Fahrenheit 451. We actually did it, like, we have a homeschool thing we go to every year usually. It got canceled this year with COVID. But um, we went to a homeschool kind of co-op, not co-op, uh, convention every year. And they had a book club where we were reading for Fahrenheit 451. So I read it. I remember Matt Evan falling asleep a lot when I would read that. But Max was wide awake. And he loved it. Like, I remember him really, like, asking important questions. Like, why are they burning the books? Why can't they read these? And, you know, they censored that because, you know, oh, you banned it. It's vul vulgar. It uses the Lord's name in vain. And I'm all, I think of that TikTok video where they're like, God, fucking damn it, Dave. <laughs> like, you know, like it's always the fucking religious right imposing their views on others. And we're actually like constitutionally protected from being forced to follow like a religious belief that we don't agree with. Like, I don't even understand how that happens, but it does. And currently we've seen how, you know, it's just funny because I say currently that we, we are protected, but we've seen how other countries implement religion to their government to rule over a people. And I kind of feel like we're going to have like some kind of Christian Taliban forming in the next decade here in this country. It's definitely a fear of mine because, you know, I just don't understand how we're supposed to be built on religious freedom and separation of church and state, but we literally will elect officials who talk about I'm a good Catholic person or Christian person and I believe women need to be regulated, you know, and people are like, yes, I agree. Vote them in so they could change policies so half the population will have rules that the other half doesn't. Like, I don't, it really boggles my mind sometimes. So currently we're protected, I'll say. And that's another reason why it's important to read these books because you got to learn how to overthrow your government, basically. <laughs> like, you fucking have to learn how to overthrow things with violence because... When people are violently treading over you, you can't just say, please, sir, please, may I have more rights? Like, it's not a fucking Oliver Twist. Like, come on. I actually, Oliver Twist is a great book to read, too. But, yeah, you just, you have to, violence has to be met with violence. It does. And I think that sometimes some of these books with those themes, I could see where a controlling body wouldn't want you to become educated and know that there is hope that you can. So, again... Band book weeks, one of my favorite weeks. I guess I am raising little anarchists. I, I want them to know that everybody should have the same things. And I know that sounds very communist, like I'm saying everybody should have the same, but I mean, I'm sorry, but basic rights should be met by everybody. I don't understand how you can see somebody laying on the ground and think they don't deserve what you have just for whatever reason. You were very lucky. Let's just say you were very lucky. I know we all, well, I worked hard for it. I mean, there are so many sob stories I've heard over the years of people who worked hard and followed the rules and still had bad things happen to them. And I don't think they deserve lefts because they have bad situations. So read a banned book this week. Educate yourself on something that maybe you know nothing about. If you're a huge pro-lifer, I want you to read Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale. I want you to fucking read the book. Read the book and see all the hypocrisy and the best thing about that book is it shows you how women who turn on women, women who want to police other women, they get that down to a science in that book. And the best part is when women police women, they forget that they're still, they're still being policed themselves. Like they think, oh, I'm in with the guys because I'm policing these women doing what they want me to do. And the guys will keep you out of everything as well. They're going to keep you out. They're going to make rules that you also have to follow and have no rights. So you think you have a little bit of power over somebody who's less than you. Like, you definitely have to read that book. 
I mean, I read it and I remember being so angry. I was so angry after reading it. This was like, a, I don't know how many years back, maybe five years back. But I remember just being like angry the whole week because it was a lot of people sitting around just thinking it wasn't a big deal. Like the whole book's premise, like I would have divorced like her husband doesn't fight hard enough. And I'm like, boy, that lackadaisical approach we all have with just, it doesn't affect me. So I'm not going to talk about it or care about it. And then until it does. So, but yeah. And if, you know, all these novels like Divergent, The Hunger Games, The Hunger Games has been on a banned book list because clearly she's overthrowing a fucking oppressive government, you know, like, this government thinks it's normal to send kids off. The whole premise of this book is, you know, years ago there was an uprising and when it was squashed down, the government wanted to remind people every year, you know, what happens when you have an uprising and they send children from each district to go fight to the death. Great fucking book. I actually hoping to read it this year to the kids because it's a wonderful book. The whole series. I'm sorry. There was multiple books. The whole series and I, the kids are old enough. I mean, clearly you've seen some of the books you've read in the past. I want to read Hunger Games because then I want to show them the movies. We didn't get to do Harry Potter books because I was silly and I showed them the movies for the time they were like toddlers and you know preschool age and school age. Like we've watched all the movies, had fun food and watched them. And I feel like once you watch the movie to go back and read the books a little harder, it just is. So I kind of call it a wash that we... We, I read the Harry Potter series and Miles, I remember reading some of the books and then he outgrew them and was like, hey, I'm not into them. And then I'm like, you're coming with me to the fucking midnight showing because I'm not going alone. <laughs> like I used to drag him with me to see things because I didn't want to go alone. And I'm like, I still like it. But um, the kids, you know, I want to read Hunger Games and I actually own all those books and the Divergent series. Very cool themes. You should definitely read any of those um, dystopian you know, novels. They're very awesome to read. They're kind of some of my favorite ones. Uh, so read a band book. And this is like super long because I could talk forever about homeschooling and books. Apparently, um, I will tell you next month, cause we kind of did our books and stuff this, this, uh, whole month. It doesn't feel like I've done a lot of podcasts in September. I may have skipped a week. I don't know, but next month, a little preview. If you care to listen in, I'm going to do a lot of things about self care because I did it for August and it seemed like I don't know. I got maybe eight plays versus the usual five. It's like, whatever. It's like, but maybe it helps some people is my point. Like, I think it like helps some people to have self-care tips. So I'm going to hit on self-care tips for October as well as horror movies. We're definitely doing a horror movie month because it's fucking Halloween month. Like, why not? So I might have the kids in on that with me because we've been watching so much um, YouTube with like that dude deadbeat that does all the kill counts. So we'll watch some horror movies, talk about that, and I'll give you, like, you know, every week, like, seven different daily tasks that I'm working on for self-care because September was a wash. Could be a little seasonal affect disorder setting in with, like, the changing weather and seasons, but I've been blah. So super stoked about this week and then what's coming next month. So hope you all have a good day. Pick up a book. <laughs>